you know, I grew up around love. And when you right. grow up grew around love. love and you are not seeking love, Stay fly. like Stay love fly. is there and that's what you know, it affects. You're listening to The Fly Guy Show. They do everything on the fly and in such a fly manner. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. So, well, Clever, why would we talk to you about fatherhood? You were talking to me about fatherhood because I am a woman who was raised by her father. I um, am daddy's girl so much of who I am has everything to do with my father. So this is a very relevant topic for me, and I also, my organization does an event um, annually called Fatherhood in the Black Community. So this Ooh. is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. All right, give it up for Clev. Clev speaks. So we're gonna talk about um, four challenges and four triumphs that your father, and the funny thing is you can't really talk for your father. But you can talk about the experience that you had as a young lady growing up with your father. So let me jump right to what will be hitting me in a few years, because my daughter is turning 13 in two months. All right, so she's a teenager, and you're a teenager. Let's bring it back to you. You start liking boys. What's that like? What experience do you have with being raised by a single father? And you're starting to like dudes. <laughs> when you ask about numbers and challenges and everything, we're going to work through that. I'm going to try to get to that. But the whole concept of liking boys with a single father. Previously, before moving here with my dad, I was living um, with my grandmother, my granny, and my mom. They were much more lenient. Like, I had guy friends, like boys who were friends. They would call me on the phone. We could talk on the phone or whatever. When I moved here to Norfolk, the first time that a boy called the house, my dad hit the roof. Like, he had a fit. I was in <laughs> seventh grade, okay. and I was 12 years old, and he was not having that. And that right, was right, very right. different. Excuse me. Yeah, that was very different for me. Um, and I guess one of the challenges, and people may look at this as being minor, but if this is something to kind of help fathers out from, you know, hearing it from a daughter, your daughter's gonna like boys. Okay. And if right. you, like my dad went very hard, and trust we're gonna get to all the great <laughs> things that he did, right. but he went very hard and it was kind of difficult for me and him being a single father uh, with his daughter, his only child, who's a girl, and the whole family on his back, like, you know, you better not mess it up with our baby. I know that that probably exacerbated wow. how he felt, you know, but he was relentless with the boys. He, he was not happy. It. it was hard for me, and we would have our, you know, preteen anger matches here because <laughs> I would be like, you know, what are you doing? Like, you know, like, I'm like, dad, I love him. You know, like, what, did, what, what did dad do when uh, he found out that? How, how did dad even know that uh, you were interested in gentlemen? Okay, well, I'm, I guess we're all adults in here, so this is pre-cell phone time. So if you give somebody your phone number, they gotta call the house. <laughs> so when he called the house and my dad, I don't remember if he heard me on the phone or if he, I think he heard me on the phone, like maybe I answered it, but he picked up. Y'all remember grown people? Your parent could pick yeah. up the phone yeah. and listen to you? Baby, what? Get out that phone, clean your bedroom. Exactly. So, so you he, that too short next thing I know, it's a, an abrupt knock on my door. Like, uh, we need to cut this short. And I'm embarrassed because you're 12 and you're like, oh my God, you 
just ruined my life. He was gonna <laughs> tell everybody in school, you know. Um, so that was the challenge. But I do want to say this: um, if you have a daughter, talk to her about it. Make it open where she can have conversation with you about things that are normal that are supposed to happen. But with my dad, I also appreciate his protectiveness because a lot of things that other girls were getting into, I didn't get into it because uh, he, put, going for he it. put the fear <laughs> of Richard Armstrong in my heart and I was... Now, let me ask you a question. Now that fear, did that ever at any point in time interfere with another young man's intentions with you? Like uh, your standards, did some young man just say, hey man, you're not doing such and such, I can't deal with you. Did you ever run across that? No, no, and I think the one, the the girl and the woman that he raised me to be, and I'm being straight up honest with you about this. I have not had that experience with guys where they were after one thing. I have always had guys that wanted to get to know me, and it never became a problem. But I think a big thing because of what my dad and my family instilled in me. I think had I met that. I mean, I just had other things going on. So I wasn't seeking love. I wasn't like, oh my God, I need Ooh. somebody to love me. Right, right. Uh, like, I was showered with love from my father. Like, I knew what it was like to be treated, you know, with love from a man. So, so you came with a totally different expectation when you were dealing with gentlemen. And I'm sure that they approached you. I mean, because if I know you're a chick that's down for whatever, you won't get whatever. But if you're about substance, I'm not stepping to you unless I have some substance to bring. So. It depends, Seiko, you know that. <laughs> well, but I don't Why you say that? Why you say that? My mind is because I can step to a woman that has sense for a come up. Alright, alright, alright. Yeah, we all, we've all had our come up chicks. Right, just all because right. you have sense does not mean I'm not trying to take advantage of you. Well, I don't know. Maybe, and I've noticed something as I've gotten older, I think because I was raised by my father, sometimes I see things from a male perspective. Okay. So a lot of times I had, like, guys, you know, they'd be my friend, too. Like, it wasn't just like, I can't talk to her. Like, I would find a lot, you know, I can be on, I can talk to you a lot. Like, you know, I really can talk to you about stuff. And I think men and people value that when you're able to find somebody that you actually can. How, you disagree, you give me some kind of... I, I agree with you, but it's all going back to the intention. When this, well, I just when this, found people with good intent. I'm just going to say are we talking high we're talking high school and college i mean if we if this is kind of veering from the topic but if you really want to get into it i had some guys that be like i will not go there with you There's like no i dude, value you are that for game but he didn't try it that's part of the game but it didn't it never like he didn't even try to make the move young lady there's no man that is your friend that that is not married that wants to be your friend to be your friend. Well, but, but let me say, but let me say this. Here's a, now we're kind of going off the topic, but now you're bringing up something that's interesting to me about male and female relationships. If a guy does want to be intimate with you, does that mean that he's bad? No. Because if you're trying to be intimate and run game and then leave or do something like that, but if you have an interest in a woman and you would like to take it to a physical level, that doesn't always. I mean, that doesn't equal negativity, it's does the it? Fear of the negativity being in your mind, not out. See, because we can we can conquer and leave. Women can't conquer and just leave. 
I don't know a woman who just conquer and just leave like that. You get emotionally attacked. Well, as long as, but as long as that's not the only reason that you're coming after, and if it is the only reason, then you should state that up front. But I don't get mad. Like, how could I be mad if it's a male who I'm dealing with them or getting to know them, and they, you know, we just have to be upfront about how we feel about them. Do, do you think that the experience you had being raised by a father gave you uh, ratchet, repellent, you know, pain <laughs> resistance, so you were able to handle those type of situations, or maybe? It even presented an aura where gentlemen may not have even come to you. I'm saying gentlemen loosely. What do you think? Maybe my father, my family. Period. My my because my dad is a big part of my life, and I had you know a, a lot of his family, my mother, my mother's family, um, who all had their hand in the pot with this. So yeah, I mean how we raise our children, you know, definitely can have an impact on you know how they carry themselves because I do think men notice a lot of times how a woman carries themselves, how they're gonna go after that approach. Cause I've seen some guys, especially when you start going back to younger, when you're saying middle school, high school, that the guy that they were with me and the guy that they were with some other young ladies was like two completely different people. And it was almost like they found refuge with being around somebody that wasn't out there doing all the stuff which is not a slight against any of the young sisters who that was the situation that they had yeah, no, nobody we like nobody's we perfect. like Lauren Hill and we like Lil Kim <laughs> <laughs> you tell them all right but we want but you know we don't want our daughters to you know be what Lil Kim was promoting and I listen to Lil Kim I listen to Lil Kim um I grew up during that time but I didn't I wasn't doing what she was doing uh not at all <laughs> got you got you so how did your father end up with you you're 12 years old right and you were living with moms and grandmas all right so you had the patriarch and the supreme patriarch in your family you were with them. How does how does dad end up with Club? Well, I my parents divorced when I was very young, like very, very young. I barely barely remember them being married. But I had a close relationship with both of them. Both of them went into the military. Um, and then my dad moved here. My dad actually taught me how to this is telling our age again when I was like four how to make a collect phone call so that I could call him because I was afraid to talk to the operator and he was like baby you need to be able to contact if anything goes wrong or if you need to talk to me you have to know how to be able to call me um, so he taught me how to do that and I always had a close he usually would come down and visit you know holidays summertime or whatever but as I got a little older they started flying me up there up here to um, spend time with him and one summer I was here that summer before seventh grade and I was like I don't want to go back because I like being here wow. better than I like not I love my granny and my mom and it was hard to leave them but being here away from you know where I was from and the people I met here and the experiences I had with my dad and everything I just was like I want to stay Salutes to dad. Salutes. Uh, feminine hygiene. Ways of a woman. How did dad make the woman that you are? I mean, how did he influence? How did he teach you? How did tampons, 
douching all that stuff. I have the best story about this. Like, and and I'm just gonna be open with it because we need to be open about real facts of life or whatever. Like the first, the summer that I came up here, that same summer was the summer that my cycle started, and I freaked out. Like I was kind of like in denial, scared, whatever. And then I told him, and he was so calm. Like, he was just as calm, cool as a cucumber, and he went to the store, came back, um, because I I told my mother, too, of course, I told her on the phone, but he came back with everything, took care of me, you know, told me what to do. I had, you know, of course, I talked to my mom and my granny about it, and they said a lot of things, but my dad, he knew what to get. He was very sensitive to it. He didn't do a freak out type thing or he now me being an adult now and knowing what life entails internally, I don't know what he was thinking, but externally he held it all together and he I never felt awkward. I never felt like, "Oh, you're my dad." <laughs> uh, what am I going to say right, or anything right, right. like that? He made it just so normal and natural for me and even like we had this thing where um i would have to give him a list every month of like uh you know the things i would need from walmart or you know just like lotions did all these things so those feminine hygiene products before i was old enough to drive or if i wasn't able to go with him that would be on the list so my dad apparently would be up in walmart or whatever store you know with some always and all this stuff, <laughs> he just come back and you know bring me the things that I, sometimes he recommended when I was little, like right, that right, you right, know right. some things or whatever. So and I mean he is my grandparents were married 54 years until my grandfather passed, and he has three younger sisters. So um, and my yeah, grandmother was a home ec teacher and a special education teacher. So I mean he saw. I guess he saw what his sisters right, right. went through or whatever, but he made it very natural, very like I was never embarrassed. And that's a good thing with dads, like don't freak out. Do not freak out. It is not it's natural, it's nature. Like just just go with the flow and be there for your daughter. Be ready to answer any questions that she has and you know, we're, we're, we'll be alright. We're not going to break. <laughs> Being as though you were raised with a strong male figure in the household, when you're out, can you identify women that aren't and and they haven't been? And if you can, what are those traits? So, you know, a young man that's courting and, you know, maybe want to make a decision about a woman, you might just say, hey, wait a minute, I need to look out for that red flag, red flag. Well, first I was saying, all fairness, men and women get affected by not having a father. And one thing that I've had to deal with is the residuals of men who grew up without fathers. And that's an issue too, because just like it affects females in a certain way, it needs to be addressed the fact that men have pain in ways that they react or don't know how to react or what to do because they are hurting from their fathers not being in their lives. And that's been more of an issue for me. But I guess you're saying some traits um, when people are really seeking out love, when when it's, it's it's just like you can't be alone, you you gotta have somebody, and you're gonna put up with anything. But I'm noticing now that a lot of men seem to like the woman who will put up with anything. Um, Amazing, down for whatever. <laughs> you know, mouth. 
Nagging. Yo, we like playing video games. Nagging, you know what I'm saying? Like, nagging is not good and nobody wants nagging, but nagging is standards. You know, nagging and expectations. Sometimes people tend to blur all those things together and there's a difference between the the two. You know, I have standards of, you know, how you should treat me, how I'm going to treat you. Um, You know, things that will make the situation work or not versus nagging just you know having nothing positive to say and everything is just you know bad those are two completely different things tell me about clever communities in action is my non-profit organization and the in action part people want to say clever communications or whatever the in action was so important to me because you like you said i'm a community activist and if you are involved in the community if we get if we have a stake in our community and in our lives and the future generations we have to be in action there's a lot of talking like this organization is about doing 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 getting the work done seeing a void and not just sitting back and talking about it and complaining about it we are in action we are we are making changes so the organization primarily focuses on youth and literacy and just life skills to improve their lives. There are several programs that I have, and one of the main fundraisers I do is um, the Black History Month Youth Book Drive, in which um, over the last four years, in the month of February, I've raised over $5,000 and put over 800 brand new books written specifically for black youth into six local elementary schools. Grassroots movement just went to the people and like, hey, I want to put these books in the schools and got the money coming in. You see the void, you see that it needs to be done there, you go and do what you have to do to fill it. We do the fatherhood in the black community movement. I have a um, hip hop program that we do teaching the youth about the true culture of hip hop, where we also focus on um, leadership, teamwork, responsibility, self-esteem. Hip hop, hip hop, And just a, a plethora of other things that are going on. I always have my hands in something trying to uplift and inspire the black community. Gotcha. Got I got one more question. One more question for you. How do you feel that you community activists when we're talking about fatherhood? How do you feel about the slave system that is child support <laughs> As a woman, as a black woman. And this and I would just give you my, my side of it first. And you tell me how you feel. I feel that the child support system is designed to break the man, especially the African-American man, the poor white man. It does not promote taking care of your family. For instance, if any human being worked 9 to 5, 40 hours a week and your check was $1,000, even if you got kids, if they took $700 out of your check, you're going to feel some type of way about it. And you're not going to want to pay. It's natural. Now, I submit that if we change it and say instead of me taking $700 out of your check, we're going to tell you, hey, this child needs three loaves of bread for the month. This child needs two gallons of milk, four kinds of eggs, and it makes a man feel like a man. Like he's providing instead of being robbed. So, that's my take on what how do you First thing I want to say is I feel and I respect your pain. Like, definitely. <laughs> to be as balanced as possible because I am a woman but at the same time like I'm about our community in in 
totality. Um, so, I believe that the child support thing probably, you know, there are unfortunately some men who do nothing, who do nothing, and we can't forget about that. But there are a lot of men who do a lot who end up being hemmed up. And this is what I'm gonna say to that. As long as we continue to look at the system to try to make things right, it's never going to change. What needs to happen is some healing and conversations between black men and black women so that we can figure out how to get back on the right path where maybe we have less situations where we end up even needing child support. And then if we do have a situation where there's child support, feel as we walked away from a situation as adults who respected each other and had something and, 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 and showed each other mutual respect is over, feelings are a little hurt, but we can move forward and raise our kids. And that's what we have to, we gotta stop looking at them because they don't have your best interest at heart and my best interest at heart, your kid's mother or your kid's best interest in heart. We have to do the healing. We have to do the work. The court system does not care about you. I guarantee you, I just met you today, I care way more about you than the court system does. So we gotta get together and work on, you know, how we interact with each other, how we see and view ourselves, what are our expectations for anybody that we get involved with? Like, what do we expect of them? What do we expect of ourselves? What are we bringing to it? Not just what we're taking from it. And if we can heal as black men and black women, the court thing, like we ought to have our own freaking council, you know, elders or whatever, who can come together and be like, let's mitigate how we gonna, you know, do it. We got to pull our communities back to get communities in action. She said, the system. How old are you? Go ahead, girl. No. <laughs> on point, dude. Right. Yo, no. brains and beauty, no. she got it. So that's Thank you. Got. <laughs> <laughs> I Yo. love my people. I love my people and I'm loving the energy from this conversation. But please give me the opportunity to say the good things about my dad. Because I said the thing you know what? about you know what? the boy, the boys and all that. Well, you love that well, yeah, I love that thing. So every time you say something that's deep worthy, talk about pops. Talk about pops. Okay, I'm not an emotional person, but I don't, oh my God, I hope y'all don't make me like tear up a little bit. But my dad put me first. My dad put me first with everything. When he dated or anything, like I came first and I knew that and I never ever had to wonder where he was, how he felt, if he loved me or, you know, anything along that line. And I noticed growing up that you look back and you see how much of an effect that that had on your life that knowing your father was there you know later in my life my dad he got ill and we've had some challenges and different things have occurred but that foundation that has been set it never ever can be taken away and so he was there he taught me you know he he just little things i look at like making me more responsible like before I was more spoiled and I was still spoiled but in a different way it was like you gonna get up and you gonna iron these outfits for the week you gonna get up you know you're gonna learn how to you know cook this food he taught me things and he made it fun and we laughed and we joked and he was very strict about things but we still had our fun and he told me you know he was like when you're he was really a stickler about time 
if I'm supposed to be back at this time, then I had to be back at that time. And I felt he overreacted. Later in life, he told me, when you were gone out, until you came home and closed the door and I heard you go in your room, I didn't sleep. So he was like, you know, I could hear ambulance or anything. Like he said he slept light. And I see some parents now, and you might say that's overboard for him to be like that, but I see a lot of parents who aren't that in tune yeah. to yes, what's going yes. on with their kids. And Bridge. so to know that he loved me like that and his family and the rest of my family, but even my dad's family, like growing up, I lived in one part of Alabama and my dad's family was from a different part of Alabama, not too far away, but most of the family was spread out in Alabama and Atlanta. And during the holidays, you know, somebody, one of my aunts or uncles would come and pick me up to make sure that I got down there with my dad's family because that's where I spent the holidays on Christmas or whatever. And I was that important. Like, I felt <laughs> love. And when you look back now, I'm like, well, y'all went out the way. But it was that imperative that this eight-year-old was there for this family celebration. And that, you know, I grew up around love. And when you right. grow up grew around love. love and you are not seeking love, like love is there and that's what you know, it affects the, I think it may affect who you draw, like the type of people that you draw to you and how you treat people as well. Wow. All right, y'all. Uh, yo, Clever Speaks. From clever communities in, in action. action. Yo, this has been great. Yo, uh, Polo, man, what you What's think, right, man? man? Beautiful show. Uh, thank you for coming by. I have to have you on my show. So <laughs> thank you. No doubt. Let's make it happen. All right, now, now listen. <laughs> we we hard hit questions. Like we don't don't pull punches. Yeah, yeah, they That's don't. all right. That's all right. They don't. No, no, okay. But hey, I, hey, I appreciate appreciate. We need more people in our community. That's what's up. That's what's up. And. We want to give a salute to her father. Thanks. We want to give a yeah, salute yeah, to uh, Armstrong. And big up to all <laughs> the black fathers out there, all the fathers, but especially the brothers, because y'all get a bad rap. Oh my gosh, y'all get a bad rap. And, you know, I see y'all trying. And the ones who, you know, want to try, just, just, you know, just shout out to the black father, man. I love y'all. Special place in my heart. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. Stay fly.